Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the High V Arena. It's good to be back in studio this week after uh, having a broadcast from the home studio last week. But uh, excited to be back here at the High V Arena live on the U. The home studio, we call it Cowboys Central because we had the, the big flag in the back. Yep. And uh, my cup here. Yeah. And then you and got, now we have the cup today, which I'm not thrilled about. But uh, we're doing power, we're doing power rankings right later on. Yep, yep. We'll okay. do power. We'll close. So we'll talk. We'll that. talk about your Cowboys later on. Uh, how they have a. Well, we talked about it just a second ago. They have a bye week this week with Miami. Yeah. Chiefs got a tough tough uh, game with Baltimore. So so we'll go from there. But yeah. good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm 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 glad. I, you know, as much as I do like being you know being in the home studio, it's more comfortable here. We got better lighting so that the people can see my pretty face. Oh shoot! I'm not. Yeah, you know what? I'm not trying to say Tyler did a bad job. No, no, not at all. Tyler, Tyler did a great maybe, job. Maybe, maybe, maybe even a better job. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm fired. <laughs> I don't know. You're here this week, so you're good. Yeah, but uh, joining us here, sitting here uh, to my left, is a very accomplished basketball coach here in the state of Missouri, uh, Coach Randy Ferris. He uh, was our high school coach when uh, back at, in our Grandview days, and uh, he is starting his 47th year in teaching and coaching. Currently, he is a varsity assistant at Lee Summit High School, has a career record of 399 and 361. He has been inducted into the Fort Osage Hall of Honor and the Grandview High School Hall of Fame. He has five conference championships, four district championships, four quarterfinals with Grandview in 09. 12, 13, and 14. Was in the Show Me Showdown in 2009. Seven top 10 rankings. State runner-up in 2009, which I, I remember that game. It was a tough game. Yeah. Uh, watching that uh, there in Mizzou Arena. Winning as coach in Grandview High School history. District coach of the year four times, 2009, 12, 13, and 14. Richard Fairchild, Missouri Basketball Coaches Association coach of the year in 2009. Paul Lambert, Coach of the Year in 2009. Eddie Ryan, Coach of the Year, also 2009. Mo Can, Missouri Coach in 9 and 14. Uh, Children, James and his wife Jasmine, have twin grandchildren that are three years old, Marias and Silas. He was at 19 years total at Grandview High School, 14 as head coach. And, wow, what a resume. Well, thanks for... uh reading that off but uh the uh the important thing is uh, all the kids that i've been able to work with and and hopefully had a positive impact in their lives one of the things that we think is real important about grandview and 
and I can't, I, I'm going to leave people out, which I, I don't want to do, but uh, we, the, the accomplishments that we've made, we, we've got uh, uh, one of our players is the assistant women's basketball coach at Nebraska. Uh, one of our players is the uh, offensive coordinator at uh, uh, S&T, which uh, used to be called Rolla School of Mines years and years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got uh, three in engineers that are, and, and I did not help them with any math, that's for, for <laughs> Dagon, sure, but uh, and then we've had uh, we've got guys coaching on all sorts of different levels. Uh, one 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 uh, high school head coach here in town, um, other assistant coaches uh, here and there, and of course we uh, Josh Freeman played in the NFL, and Alec Burks is finally getting on the Warriors. So I, I, I think we can expect to see really good things from Alec because playing that wide open full court style that they play that'll suit his game a lot better, and I'm. I'm anxious. Uh, in fact, a bunch of us are going down. One of their early games is at Oklahoma City, and um, I'm really anxious to see him play for them. So, but uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about uh, Josh and Alec as well. They should because very accomplished athletes. But uh, we've had some really, really good human beings go through that program too. That have, uh, you know, husbands, wives. Uh, excuse me, husbands and the children. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. That they that they have now, and great great parents, great fathers, and so uh, we're just really proud of that group. But then I, I also, you know, I've been in this a while, so I've I've coached at some other places too, and proud of a, proud of a lot of other people that have that have accomplished things in life. Yeah, um, you know, I was just getting there. You know, uh, Wentworth Military Academy, Blue Springs Junior High, Grain Valley High School, Southwest High. Park College, St. Pius X, McCune School for Boys, Crest Ridge High, Hilltop School, Grandview High, Central High School uh, here in Kansas City, and then uh, now at least Summit. So, yeah, I mean, you've been a, a lot of places, and, you know, obviously your, your longest tenure there was at Grandview, which is yeah. where we, we crossed paths. Yeah. But talk about some of those other experiences at some of those other schools. Well, there's there's so many of them. I'll, I'll, I'll start with uh, St. Pius. We, uh, I was there three years we won the district championship all three years. It was class two. We won the district championship all three years. And we went to – the good news is is we went to the final four the last two years I was there. The bad news is is we finished fourth both years. So <laughs> we, we weren't too successful at the final four. But uh, the amazing thing there was uh, <laughs> we went to the final four two years and we didn't have a single person that could dunk a basketball. I mean, we were not athletic at all. But we just had really smart teams that uh, – took away uh, what we needed to take away from the other teams. And it was really fun to coach that group of individuals. And uh, those guys have gone on to be, you know, successful as in, in their uh, endeavors and, and with their families as well. So, uh, you know, that, that was a really fun experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I came to – what's that, Jim? I got a question. For okay. Coach, coach um, uh, Gary mentioned uh, Richard Fairchild. Um, Richard's, uh, uh, I believe it would be his um, grandson, grandson, but is a neighbor of mine. One of his relatives is a neighbor of mine, and then it's either his great grandson or grandson is quarterback at Chillicothe. Well, it's in central, north central Missouri, Richard right. Fairchild is a legend. Right, and, and we have a house up there. Huh? We have a house up there. Oh, good. And also here, yeah. so yeah. I've gotten, I, I really got to know Bob. I never knew Rich. Yeah. Uh, just. 
Tell us, for the viewing audience up around Chillicothe, what was Rich like? I mean, for the people that didn't know him, I, he got a state championship in basketball. Bob got five, I think, in football. David got three in football. I mean, that family is a legacy. Well, it's it, hardball it, times many. And, and, and it is, and, it, and, it's, and it's quite an honor to win any award uh, named after one of the Fairchilds. And uh, uh, the, I, I didn't know Richard Fairchild personally, but – when I was younger, it's hard for me to say this about a lot of people, but when I was when I was younger, I remember following his teams. I was at Fort Osage. And a lot of times we would play. One time we went up to Trenton and played against Trenton in football, so we kind of followed that kind of closer because we were on the north side of the of the greater Kansas City area here. So yeah, and, and it's it's really an honor that that uh, that award's named after him. Well, you know, you'd think it'd be named after Bob, but, you know, Bob and Dave are both in the – I think they were the first or second to go in as father-son into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Just an unbelievable coaching family. But um, you probably also know Tom Hughes as well. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Tom Hughes. Uh, I am too. Uh, from the first time he was at Wentworth, and then he came back to Wentworth. But I was only at Wentworth one year. Uh, I was single, uh, living on my own, and went there. And and uh, the regimentation, uh, you know, I was young, a young man at the time, and uh, uh, I, I I moved on to to some uh, another job to uh, to try to get to a place where I could blossom in my coaching career a little bit better. W one one thing I would say about uh, <laughs> Wentworth is um, I got the job in the summer. And uh, what a lot of coaches today and people that watch sports don't understand is, is in those days, you didn't choose to coach three sports. You were coaching three sports. <laughs> so I, uh, I showed up in Wentworth. Well, actually, I, I, I went first of August or so, signed my contract. My, son, my contract, this was the year 76-77 school year. Okay. My contract was $6,400. <laughs> I was the assistant football coach, the head high school basketball coach, and the head junior college baseball coach. $6,400. Wow. $6, and, and these guys today, you know, and I just have to laugh at some of these people that talk about the money. Well, and, and, and you know, I, I'm all for teachers' salaries going up, and I'm, I'm not that much of a curmudgeon that – I don't begrudge the, these younger guys more money, but they got to understand that there was a different day. Well, Tom Hughes, you know, he came, his first stint at Wentworth was about four years after that, and he stayed for a few years, and then he went to Georgia, uh, coached in Georgia, and I can't remember what school he was at. It was a college in Georgia, and then he came back and coached until, unfortunately, three years ago the school closed, and he was there – in fact, he led the, the push to try to keep the school open, but the school closed. And so uh, uh, one, the funny story I would tell, so I have all these jobs, and, and I had been an assistant football coach at University High. Re the reason I was looking for a job, I was at University High for two years, and then University High, Central Missouri's University High, mm -hmm. closed down. So I'm <laughs> looking for a job. Yeah. So I had coached football. I'd been assistant football coach there, and – that was a 1A program, and, and I was kind of learning my way because I had never coached much football. But, you know, I felt like I was 
learning and doing a good job. But so I show up and I walk in and, and there's this guy named Paul Butheris, who's one of the greatest guys I've ever worked for. He was the athletic director and head football coach at Wentworth Military Academy. And so he says, uh, uh, I walk in his office and, you know, we do some small talk. And then he says, well, Randy, uh, you're going to have them the first three days. <laughs> I go, what do you mean I'm going to have them? He goes, one of my jobs as athletic director is I have to take the college vans. Now, we're in Lexington, Missouri. He's got to drive the college vans up to the airport, collect people, and bring them back to Lexington. <laughs> so for the first three days as the people are arriving, and most of it – most of the people, there's a few Lexington people that go to Wentworth, but Wentworth's nationwide, was nationwide people. So he's got to do that, and he said, you got them. And I <laughs> said, well, what do you want me to do? And he said, get them in shape. So we had a seven-man sled, and it was hot as hot as it was out here today in Kansas City, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, were, I just worked their little tails off, and then we'd run <laughs> sprints afterwards. And that was back in the day, too, where – no water breaks. We're, yeah. we're not taking any water breaks. What do you mean you need a water break? Let's go. Let's go. Get on the sled. So I worked him and worked him and worked him. So two things happened. He was pleased because the kids were kind of whipped into shape after those three days, but the whole team hated me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to be the bad guy there was, for a couple I was, days. I was the bad guy. And I learned from that experience, too, that uh, on your staff, it's always nice if, you know, sometimes you go good guy, bad guy. And, yeah. You know. And uh, so I kind of learned from that experience. The other thing is Paul Butheris, in 76, he was probably near 70 years old. I don't know exactly what his age was, but he had grown up playing, you know, in the no face mask, leather helmet era, and he grew up with a single wing, and we ran the single wing. Yeah. The real <laughs> single wing. Yeah. And I've, I said the whole time I was at Grandview and, and you were there, and I see all these people running the, all these spread formations now. If somebody would take the time to learn that single wing and run it, yeah, they could be successful right now because yeah. they're, they're close to it anyway. They just pass more out of it than those teams back there do. Yeah, I uh, actually, you know, when I first got hired on at Shawnee Mission East, they were a flex bone team, you know, kind of that double wing. Yeah, and you know, I mean, now we're, we're a spread team. We've transitioned and changed head coaches, but. I mean, I, I really, for those those three years I was there with, with Dustin Delaney, and, uh, you know, I really learned a lot about that offense. And, I mean, I feel like if, if we had some athletes like we did at Grandview, you know, back in the day, and they still do, I mean, I feel like that could really be a weapon. Well, that's what I've always said at Grandview. You just get the track team out for, for football and run a single <laughs> win. Yeah. You know? But a lot of times the track kids at, at Grandview, have, it's getting better. These last two or three years, a lot more of the track kids are, are playing. You know, I went to the game like two weeks ago when we were at that uh, mm -hmm. induction ceremony, and uh, more of the track kids are going out. So maybe that's something in the future. So. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's highly encouraged for uh, a lot of football players to play multiple sports, play, play, do track. Because track will make them faster, right? So, yeah, yeah. and I mean, I'm I'm sure you know too from coaching basketball those years. College recruiters love to hear that you know, hey, this guy does football and this guy does this and this yep. guy, does, you know, they love to hear that they're those multi-sport guys. Yeah, well, they, and, and that is true. You're absolutely 100% correct there. And they say that, but then they keep the system in place where all they got to do is go to tournaments in the summer to recruit their kids. Yeah. And then they've kind of lessened the uh, the role of the high school coach over the years. Which Yeah, basketball is uh, a totally different animal it, there. It sure is. So, so um, 
anyway, you, you, I, I don't mean to talk about football the whole time, but uh, when I was at St. Pius, I was also so, – uh, again, it was expected. Yeah. I was assistant football and head baseball and head basketball there. And uh, one of the years that – and I'm just telling you this because you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, Larry Wilcox brought his staff over in – in the days before we could wear pads, like the three days, he brought his staff over from Benedictine, and without pads, just just out there, just putting it in, we ran the flexbone one year. But we were lucky enough to have, because Larry Wilcox is kind of the the guru of the yeah. flexbone, and so he came and uh, and we put it in, and, and I loved that offense because well, we had the, uh, Joe Ritherow who was my best. It was all state basketball. Was also an all state quarterback, so. And we and we ran in uh, eighty years run together after forty seven yeah. of them. Probably the fall of eighty eight, we ran a whole season and didn't huddle up once before anybody else was doing that. Mm-hmm. And we just had hot colors for each quarter, and we would just say three colors, and the kids knew what play we were running because of the hot color. But we were doing that long before everybody else was doing. Yeah. That. yeah so that that's. Those are the kind of things like when you get through a whole career like I have, you remember back to the those things where you were like innovative, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, I, in basketball wise, I'm still proud of because I I have coaches. I had a, 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 a lady coach come up to me uh, Monday and want me to teach her our press that we had at Grandview, which is kind of a hybrid run and jump, not really run and jump, but kind of a hybrid press. And so uh, I get a kick out of that because we kind of were the first – the college teams were doing that. Yeah. It, it, it's, funny, it, it's funny to me that, you know, Mike Anderson was doing it at Mizzou, and he had done it before Mizzou when he was at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. But uh, now uh, West Virginia is doing it, and everybody calls them Press Virginia. And, and yeah. They, but it's really the same thing. Yeah. I, did, I did hear Eric Martin, their assistant coach, speak a couple – or. What is it now? Like three years ago at at the at the final the college final four in in uh, Phoenix, and uh, I did get some new stuff that 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 they're doing. But so uh, you know that, that that's always fun as you look back of, of how things change. <laughs> One of the things I always talk about when I talk to older coaches because I see some we we have this uh, Grandview has an alumni uh, event, alumni teachers and coaches every year in the fall it was like a month ago and we all meet and have lunch together and all the old coaches are there and uh, one of the things I've talked about with coach Draper who was two coaches before me at Grandview mm-hmm. it was Draper and Bickham and then me and uh, when I was talking to Draper one time and we were talking about we kind of learned not kind of we did learn to coach before there was a three-point line and what everybody doesn't understand is that was different because we taught kids to tell people to shoot if they were standing 20 feet from the basket. Shoot yeah. it because it counts too. And if you get it, okay, we'll get it out of the net and we'll go the other way. So that had to change. But then the other thing, which is kind of one of my claim to fame, two places where I was, I was, I was the head coach at Park College for three years. 
And I was there when the college game put the three-point in, and I personally painted the three-point. <laughs> we had this discussion be yeah. before we went on the air about the things you have to do when you're the head coach, and a lot of times you have to sweep the floor every day. Mm -hmm. Well, I was at Park College, and I personally had to put the three-point lines down. And then I turn around, and, and I, the, my, ne my next stop along the coaching carousel was at St. Pius, and the high school game put the three-point line in, and Coach Ferris painted the three-point lines <laughs> yeah, there, there yeah. also. So, you know, little things like that that you remember. And, and uh, people probably wonder if old coaches just sit around and talk about games and, you know, playing against each other and big wins. But we talk about stuff like that because that's what's, you know, that, that's actually what you remember. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like to tell the story, you know, the only time coaching football this is year 17 and – the only time I've ever had to paint a field, paint a practice field, was the the year that the couple years I was GA in at Avila, and you know I because every you know high school most high schools had turf at that time or you know the the maintenance staff took care of the you know field but at, at the small college level we didn't have anybody and you know I'm the GA I'm the low guy so it's like hey we're gonna teach you how to do it and that, that's your deal every week go out and paint the field. Well, I, I was never a head coach in football. But I was an assistant coach 10 different years. I had 10 years of coaching in football. And every Thursday night that I coached football, I painted the field. So that's 10 times 10. Wow. That's 100 fields because yeah. nobody, you didn't have anybody. One of the plays, when I was at uh, Grain Valley, uh, the superintendent, uh, uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but the, uh, the superintendent would come out and help paint the field and one of the board members would come out and help the, help the field and the board member would show up in the back of his pickup he had some ice tees on ice yeah in the, there you go in the back of the pickup and we would paint the field and have some iced tea and have a good old time yeah. every every thursday home game so yeah that's yeah. that's awesome i mean you know those are the things that that do stick out you know over the years you know those little things that pe people don't see that coaches have to do and it's like if i don't do it Nobody else is going to do uh, exactly. it. So, right. you know, it's just, hey, do you really want to have to sweep the floor? No, but you want it done right. So, hey, you know, it's it's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you don't know what coaching is until you've been in your position. I always say a class one coach because they're the athletic director. They are the basketball coach, a lot of times football coach, track coach for middle school and high school. And then they have to drive the bus on top of that. So, you, you know, those are people that you really admire that do those, those type of jobs. And you can't do them long term. You just can't. Well, we had a – my wife actually went on a trip to St. Louis uh, when I was at uh, Park – it was called Park College then. It's Park University now, but it was Park mm -hmm. College then. And uh, we came home in a snowstorm that we shouldn't have. But – we didn't have the we didn't have the budget or the funds to stop and get a hotel, so we just yeah. trudged on. It probably took us like I can't remember, but probably six hours to get from you know the the regular three and a half hour trip yeah. to get back to Kansas City. But yeah, been a lot of a lot of times you have to drive, and then of course in the in the recent years too, you, a lot of kids don't have rides. Mm -hmm. And so you give a lot of kids right. The, the interesting thing is, and, and I don't know if your listeners even know this, but the state of Missouri for years and years and years just said, well, you really shouldn't be giving those kids rides. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know if they've changed this in Kansas, but before last year, the state of Missouri said, okay, 
you can give rides, but you, there's a way to register yourself and turn in your insurance and everything. So we, we, we are now registered and we, and we give rides. Yeah. But we've been doing it for 15 years anyway because right, yeah. we're in the era where kids need rides. I, yeah. mean, you know, so. I mean, especially, you know, at Grandview, I know my short stint coaching over there. You know, it was just, hey, sometimes on my way, you know, I there's two or three kids on the way, and you pick them up and get them to practice because, you know, they, they didn't have a ride or, or whatever. Or, or practice is over and the parents just don't show don't up. Don't show up, yeah. And it's so, here, I'll just take you home. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It's easier so than that. sitting around for a couple hours while somebody tries to get a hold of a parent. Yeah, absolutely. But all those are, you know, those those little things like that. You, you can sit here and you can talk about your record and – and the big games and, and all that. But uh, it's those things that you experienced along the way that made it and, and still keeps me going. You know, I'm, I'm still coaching every day and giving it just as much gas as I've ever, ever given it. But, and it keeps you young when you, when you get involved with the, the situations and the kids and, and, and in the ways you get involved with them. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I came to Grandview as a sophomore in, I don't know, it would have been probably 98, 99. Somewhere in there, you, you were the assistant coach that first year yep. uh, that I was there. Um, how many years had you been there previous to that? I was uh, Don Bickham's assistant from 97 to 99, and then he got the uh, Blue Springs South job, mm-hmm. which is where he – well, he actually played at Blue Springs before there was a Blue Springs South. Yeah. But his coach had gone to Blue Springs South, and then his coach had retired – Kind of like me, he retired the first time, but he's gonna, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's gone on to coach. He's, he coached at Montrose because the very first place he coached, his name's Gil Hanlon. The very first place he coached when he was coming up was little tiny one A town called Montrose. Okay, and then here about I guess it's three years ago or so, some of his old 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 friends from Montrose said. You ought to come. We got a good group, and we need a coach. You ought to come down and coach. So he did. Oh and, man! And he had the. T- they won district, but they got beat in the sectionals. And okay. So, but that. But that's that's another. I think that's a really cool story because most of us, you know, myself included, it would be hard for me to go back down to those schools yes. again and coach because you get the advantage. You know, I've always said uh, when people ask me why I don't coach this or coach that i always say i, I like to watch dunks I'm, I'm a big fan of dunks so <laughs> i like to coach at places where you can do that yes i spent my time in st pius where we had really good teams that couldn't dunk so now i'm you know yeah i, 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 I want to get some some kids that, that that have some ups you know i like that and then usually the, those kids are also quick and then you can press a little bit and, run, and get up and down a little bit and that's what i that's what i like to do now but uh didn't always. You have to. You have to coach to whatever your talent is. You have to coach to it. So that's that's the way it is on high. Well, that's the way it is at most high schools. There are guys around yeah. Kansas City that seem to acquire players. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, Lee Summit West seems to uh, acquire a lot I, of players. I from, didn't say that. I, I'm in the Lee Summit School District. I know. And you will, you would have to torture me to say anything bad about that. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. But I, you know, anyway. There used to be a joke about that was Grandview East. Yeah, I've yeah, heard back, that. Back in the day. I've heard that a few times when <laughs> I was at Grandview. Yeah. You know, back in uh, some of my, my years there. But, Grandview you know, East. yeah, when you know when I, when I came there as a sophomore, you know, like I said, you were the assistant and then, you know, uh, got the head coaching job when, when Coach Bickham left. And were there my, my last two years as junior and sophomore. And, you know, you were 
always a guy that, you know, I mean, I knew I wanted to coach at that time in my life, and, you know, I would watch from a distance. I was not blessed athletically to be, you know, a guy who could, Wait, wait, you know, wait, wait, wait now a minute. You played college basketball. Uh, he we, did he, play college basketball. I saw did. him. I saw him. He did. So, so I watched him. Well. I watched him. And, and, Coach, are you responsible for that? I, 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 at the time, we actually talked about it tongue-in-cheek. Look, I, we, I produced a college player. I mean, you know, yeah, there you go. Another one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Another one. Add that to the list, you know. But, no. You sold yourself I, short there, Gary. No. I was in the cheering section. It was amazing. Yeah. Video of that? Uh, no. I hope there's no video of I don't, that, actually. I don't think so. This is like before the. This is before smartphones. Yeah, it was way back. And, and uh, we had cell phones, but we didn't have we didn't have like a smartphone. So not everybody's walking around with a camera. Yeah, luckily. I luckily wish. for me, I do yeah. have a picture somewhere of me, you know, in the team photo, somewhere. Uh, I you should bring I, that in sometime. I should. I, I you have it. You, you have it still. I do. I do. No, I found we need, it. We need to put that on the wall moving. of fame behind you. No. Oh, back there. in front of the in front of these national champions, yeah. put uh, put yeah, Gary right there. No. We did play a game <laughs> against Northwest, so I did get to play on that floor. But you know, we were down by I think fifty. So oh, really, yeah, you guys play Northwest. Cowboy we did. We did play Northwest. It was <laughs> a money right. game. It was a money game. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, you, you were always a guy that that kind of inspired me, and and I felt like did it the right way. I mean, you coached the kids hard that were playing for you, but at the end of the day, everybody knew you cared about them. And, and I mean, I just feel like that's the way this should be done. And, you know, I, I've now been in the profession myself, I mean, and even as, as a student, you know, there, there are guys that don't do it that way. I mean, I'm sure you've encountered them too that are, that are there for just the wins or just the accolades and just want to do the fun stuff. And, you know, honestly, you know, lo- loving on the kids and giving them their opportunities is – you know what? What keeps me coming back to it? I mean, I know you're the yeah. same way. Oh, absolutely! And uh, you know, you can well. We've we've kind of already had this discussion, but you can be really proud of a kid that makes it to the NBA or to the NFL. But it's just as easy to be proud. Of. My, what, the uh, kid that I'm probably the most proud of, you know him well, Alvin Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell a little story about Alvin. Uh, he went to Rolla. Mm-hmm. Not didn't major in engineering, though they had other degrees then. He majored in marketing. And he played ball for a couple of years, and then he quit playing basketball there, but he hung on there and got his degree from there. And uh, he went to work for Cerner, and, uh, and Alvin's still single. But uh, the reason I point that out is uh, Cerner about, and you, I don't know if you're even aware of this, about probably seven or eight years ago now it's been, Cerner had this deal where they went to their employees and they said, uh, we will up your pay to, I mean, and it was to a high, high level, if you will go work in Abu Dhabi. And you've also got to commit to two years. Single man gets in Abu Dhabi. They got a great airport there. You can go Europe and wherever you want to go. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Alvin, Alvin takes off and, and goes to Abu Dhabi. And so, smart move there. Mm-hmm. But then what happens, and, and he kind of, I think, I would say that he was smart. It, it was all his doing so far. But then he kind of lucks into, when, when it's coming to the end of his time in Abu Dhabi, he's coming back to the States. They say to him, well, now 
you can choose wherever we have a, a Cerner headquarters in the United States, you can choose where you want to go. That's why Alvin has been in San Diego ever since. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't blame him. And so he, uh, you know, he goes to Abu Dhabi, and now he lives in probably the best climate you can yes. get in the United States. That had to deal with this heat and humidity like we had. Today. Oh man, no. it was probably you. You know what? You can guess what it was in San Diego today. It was seventy-two because you know why you can yeah. guess that. It's that every day. Yeah, you know? yeah. I uh, so, I got to go visit there last summer and. You know, it was my first time out there, and I mean, it was just we were actually kind of talking about this last week as as coaches at East, just different trips we've taken. I'm like, man, I'd wake up in the morning, and it's like 62, and you know, feels perfect outside. We had a condo that overlooked the mountains. Sit out there, drink a couple cups of coffee before the wife and kids get up and get moving around, and it was just so peaceful. And you know, my youngest, who's now 10, she was eight at the time. You know, was joking. Oh man, when I get to be an adult, I'm going to move out here. Do it. I said, yeah. well, okay, I'll come visit. Great, but yeah. you better you better get some money first because yeah. it's no a little, yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, and Alvin was really uh, the the first guy we had that worked his tail off and, and became. And we we had those uh, those things against Ray South. We had like a bomb threat on a game, and yeah. and Alvin had to go against. They had a great player named Young, and Alvin had to go against him, and and and. That was really the first time that the the level, the the Grandview level of competition, we got to where we were playing against the very best and playing head to head with the very best. So, and and Alvin was kind of the ringleader of that. Mm-hmm. I'll do a quick shout out to Alvin because uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. In '08, when the markets crashed, Alvin put on his Facebook, "Buy all the bank stocks, buy them. I'm buying them all." Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, "I'll buy some." Yeah, they're like triple. Well, they're more than triple now. But he was like naming off. So, hey, Alvin, if the, if the recession hits again, uh, dude, please rattle off your investments. Uh, I'm probably going to follow you, dude. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah. And, and, you know, again, when you single people out, you're leaving so many people because there's so many guys. But uh, Alvin was just kind of the first that mm-hmm. uh, got the grand view, got us to that other level. And then we kind of stayed at that level until 09, and then we went to another level. And yeah. And then we tried to keep it at that high level going forward and uh, pretty successful at doing that. We, we, uh, we've had 15 guys now play college basketball. Cool. And um, not just uh, Alec is playing in the NBA. He's playing pro. But we've had five other guys play pro overseas. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, there's worse things for a for a 23-year-old young man than, you know, like, uh, well, he's not 23 now. What, what is he's 27, but Ronnie Boggs played in Sweden last year, so he's over there in Sweden, you know, yeah. for, 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 the, for the basketball season. And, he, and he's played every year at different places, mm-hmm. but he was in Sweden last year. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's stuff that, you know, it helps that, you know, some of them are, are naturally athletic. But, I mean, you know, kind of getting that drive and that extra push is I feel like, you know, what a good coach does is give them kind of that little bit of extra motivation or or push because they know that guy cares about them and he's really trying to help them have a better future than than a lot of other people. Well, and part of the reason why that worked is I had great assistant coaches during the time I was there. Um, William Harris uh, was our sophomore coach, I believe, for 
five years. Yeah, he's he's a good and friend of the Coach show. Harris. And, and, yeah. and now yeah, we love Coach. Now Harris. he has taken it to another level, and he's got that Van Horn thing going. And then yeah. he was the Missouri coach in the All Star game. Yep, All Star yeah, game doing, this yeah, summer. And so had William Harris, of course, Reggie Morris, who's now the head coach after me. That whole <laughs> the, the funny thing about his team, not so much the year before last, but this last year, is uh, you know, and people always ask me, well, we're did some of those kids transfer in or blah, 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 you know, because sometimes that happens. But uh, Reggie had the, that group. Cam Toe Easy was the, was the big center. He had those kids in third grade, and he, and he had that big old honking car that he had. I can't remember what it was. A Suburban, I believe it was. He would just load those third graders up and take them all over to all these tournaments. <laughs> so he he put an investment in that. In those guys. And, and he did it with, you know, when I was the head coach and he was assistant, he was doing it. So we were, you know, we we were getting those kids and, and, and developing them. And so he did a nice job. And then, of course, now you've got the uh, – uh, I can't remember the exact number, but the Alec Burks camp, I believe, drew 300 kids, I believe it was. That's fantastic. And, awesome. You know, so that, that's, that's gone from when we were back there and I was having trouble getting kids to show up for open gyms and stuff. Yeah. It's gone from that to – and so, you know, I feel really good about that, that, that's, that, you know, Grandview is rolling and it will stay rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I feel really good about that. And, of course, Reggie and I are best friends. And that, yeah. That helps that – that he uh, that he's got it going. So I was gonna say you you uh, you know I I don't I've met him a couple times in passing you know but I I don't know him but everybody that I've talked to says he's he's a really good coach and yeah. does a really good job with those guys. He's, well, he's got a history that's that people in Kansas City don't know because it's mostly in Omaha. He is at Creighton University, which has produced you know really good people not not the least of which was bob gibson bob gibson the baseball pitcher played basketball at creighton yeah and he was a stud basketball player but they've had a history of basketball players reggie's still the sixth all-time career scorer at creighton oh wow and yeah, then and then his coaches that he had there uh, have been willis reed that played for the knicks and when he retired was the coach there Reggie was assistant coach for Willis Reed, so Re- Reggie's got a background that's just that's just amazing, and so uh, uh, it's a really good situation that Grandview's been able. And of course, now he's got to coach his son. His son's a senior this year, so okay. and that's that's been good that his son has been on these really good teams that he's had. So, yeah, um, you know, I know that probably you know part part of the thing. Anytime I feel like as a coach, when when we move on. You know, it's it's you know you worked hard to to help build that program and get it to that level. You know, w- was it hard to kind of step away and and I mean, was knowing that Reggie was there and was very capable of of running the show and, and doing those things? Did that help in the transition for you? Well, the yes, that that all helped. But the retirement was basically I, I was ready to retire from teaching. Okay. You know, I'd had my fill of that. Yeah. Uh, and so that was the retirement. That's why I went. Then I went down for three years and, and coached at Central, mm-hmm. which they called. They've now they're changing the name back now, but it was called Central Academy of Excellence those years I was there. And I was trying to make a difference with those kids. It was very, it's very hard, very hard situation down there. But I, I feel like uh, 
Well, and I know uh, they came and played in the uh, Lee Summit tournament last winter and all the kids came up and hugged me and, and talked to me so I know I know I've made a difference with those kids but it's just really that's the <laughs> that's kind of the opposite of what we've been talking about you you know you're making a difference with the kids as human beings but it's really hard to make a difference in the basketball team yes and that's I, I was there for one year taught and yeah. and as a assistant football coach yeah. and you know it it was it was you know we, we didn't necessarily see results on the field but there was, you know, probably two or three kids that I really felt like, you know, hey, I, I helped them out yeah. during, well, that's, during my and, time there. And that's exactly the way, the way I felt about that situation. But uh, uh, we, <laughs> after three years there, they wanted me to teach there. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I didn't want to teach anymore anyway. And I, and I just I couldn't see myself going back in a teaching position. If they had a social studies job, it would have been good, good, good in the – and what I was teaching, but it's just that I didn't feel, you know, you, the other thing, and I think most people that are listening here will understand this. I got up at, you know, five thirty six a.m. for 40 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I like, uh, I like what I got. Now I do, I do some, some tutoring at least some at high school that, mm-hmm. uh, they call it to make the difference so that they say, well, you mean north or west? So now the kids at least, I'm going to call it Tiger High. So I teach at Tiger High. All right. Yeah, and, and so uh, at Tiger High, I do get up two days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and I do some, it's called avid tutoring. But I, lo- I like that because what we've been talking about is making a difference with basketball players. With that, you can make a difference with the students that you're working with. You make a difference with them. The the, the, the AVID program is basically the, the kids that are in it are from families where they will be the first person in the family to go to college. Oh, okay, cool. And so you can make a difference with those kids. So yeah. it's, we do a lot of college field trips with them and stuff like that. So I enjoy that. Yeah. I wouldn't If AVID was five days a week, <laughs> I, wouldn't Probably be, not. I wouldn't be doing it. But it's Tuesday, Thursday, so I'm good. Yeah. So. So yeah, you get a you get a couple days in there and and get to help some kids in a, in a different way because you know we all know anybody who's done it, you help kids in the classroom as well as on the court or on the field, but it's a it's a different experience both places and you see different sides of maybe even the same kid in the classroom versus you know on the athletic competition yeah. surface. Well, part of that is it's really hard to to run wind sprints in the classroom. But, yeah, but, but yeah. it's easy at practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know about e- you know easy for some of those guys, but you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know they they don't appreciate it maybe at the time. But I think as we get older, you know, we we see the the benefits of those things. It's just teaching that discipline that everybody needs. Yeah. You know, you're you're gonna. I tell kids all the time. If if us turning the ball over and, you know, as a defense, we have to go out on the five-yard line and they're five yards from scoring a touchdown, if that's the toughest thing you have to deal with this week, then that's been a pretty good week. You know, because, uh, you know, it's not easy, but still, there's, there's worse things that can happen in your life than, you know, being put in a tough spot on defense. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's analogies with basketball, too, that, that you've used over the years. Um, but, you know, in your time at Grandview, uh, you know, you just went in the Hall of Fame here a couple weeks ago. Uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. 
And, uh, you know, how was that experience in the ceremony? And, you know, I know you didn't get a lot of time. It was it was kind of moved from, you yeah. know, Grandview well, High to Lee Summit. Yeah, and Grandview just put out a video today. I don't know if you follow the uh, the lady that does the PR for Grandview, but they showed a video of the new stands at Grandview. It, I did the, the see stadium. that. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's going to be nice. But the problem is they had a, some sort of an aluminum shortage or something, and they couldn't get the, you know, the aluminum for the actual seats. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get it in on time. Grandview played their first game at Lee Summit North, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and they played their second game at Tiger High, Lee Summit. Yeah. And so the, funny, the fun thing for the people I'm working with at Lee Summit is – so they introduced the inductees at the halftime of the game. Well, the halftime of the game that I got introduced was at Lee Summit. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting, and some people were there that that I knew. And then, uh, you know, then the next day we got to uh, to go into the auditorium there and have the actual induction. And we had a nice little uh, catered uh, luncheon before then. So yeah, it was it was it was a great experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, you know, I saw your post on on Facebook. You know, thanking people and and you know they didn't really give you guys a lot of time. And uh, you know, I mean, I know somebody that's that's dear to you and dear to me. You know, Miss Martha Stevenson. Just you know, talk about her her role and I mean all the things she's done for you know well, Grandview over the years. For people that aren't Grandview people, this is a person who. I want to say she's since 1990 probably. She's been at every game, varsity basketball and football. Mm-hmm. She keeps stats as needed. Uh, part of the deal in football now, they don't need as many stats because they, as you know, they all stat off huddle. Yeah. And uh, but she still keeps she keeps a stat book at the games. I can't. I, I don't know if I ever asked her, but they do want her. I think they just wanted to keep track of stuff that they can use at halftime so that they know, you know, trends or, or whatever mm-hmm. they're looking for. And, uh, you know, she's very active in this alumni teachers and coaches thing that we get together with every year. The the funny thing that you don't know, uh, she has uh, every other Wednesday – oh, no, she moved it to Tuesday. That's it, It's a problem for me now because – it was on Wednesday last year, and she's moved it to Tuesday this year, so I probably won't be able to go because I work Tuesday. But yeah. she has she invites all all of them to go to the movies. So you go <laughs> to like a ten thirty eleven a.m. movie, and usually there's like seven eight of us. Uh, the old principal that you know well, Ted Vernon, uh, yep. he comes quite a bit, and uh, Linda Whitford, who mm-hmm. is right behind Martha as being a person who has supported everything over yep. the years at Grandview. So yeah, the the Martha's a one of a kind, one of a kind person. You know, she's yeah. I mean, I, I know. I mean, I remember having her for you know the, the high level math classes. You know, my junior senior year, and yeah. just you know uh, another person that was very demanding. But you also yeah. knew like if I got a problem, I can I can go to her. Yeah, and yeah. and she's gonna work with me, and we're gonna figure it out. Well, and with her, you know, if the problem is with somebody higher than you, she's not afraid to go to anybody yeah. <laughs> and get and get the problem solved. So yeah, yeah those are you probably two. Those are probably two of my toughest teachers. But I I think I learned I think I learned the most from them. She took my Miss Stevenson took my 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 walkman away from me probably about once a week. So I I knew her pretty well. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, and you know, it's kind of like the old saying: the the 
harder you try, the harder it is to surrender. You know, the person that exactly. does, demands the most from you really believes in you, mm-hmm. ultimately. You know, mm-hmm. you, you might see it as a young person, well, they're just being hard on me. But, you know, as you get older, you, you kind of realize, like, no, they, they really saw this potential and knew that I could do bigger things than even I thought. And so, you know, that, that's another person I know that is, you know, near and dear to you and to the Grandview community. Yeah. Um, you know, well, been she doing was, it for a long time. She was put in the Hall of Fame two years ago. Mm-hmm. So she's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, Miss Stevenson was? Yeah. 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 They have a, you know, it's player, coach, and then there's an uh, area called contributor. Mm-hmm. So she was put in as a contributor. Yeah. Cool. And, and that's a well-deserved spot it is. for her as well. I mean, she, she did a lot over the years. Um, well-deserved spot for you, you know, winning as coach in Grandview history. Um, and then, you know, you, like you said, you went, you went down to Central for a few years. You were really just kind of done teaching. And, and as a person who's, you know, taught and, and done it for a lot less years than you, uh, you know, it is tough every day, that grind it is. Over, over the years. That's why, you know, I'd, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Blake Little, who's the head basketball coach at Lee Summit that I work with, mm-hmm. he was also teacher of year in the Lee Summit School District. And he made it to the state semifinals, teacher of the year. Oh wow! So those of us who have done both, I mean, that's and and I sub for he's got all the the upper level uh, history classes, and I sub for him sometimes. And he's just got the those kids are just you know great. And uh, so you know, shout out to him because that's we're we're talking about how hard it is to teach and coach and he he has it mastered. He's doing a pretty good job both things. So. Yeah, I'll say if he you know, if if he made it to the state semifinals in basketball and or I mean in uh teacher of the year, you know, that's that's a pretty big honor. Yeah. For him as well. Um, you know, so Alec, let's let's talk a little bit about him. You know, one of obviously probably the most recognizable name that we'll we'll throw out, you know, that people have have heard of Alec Burks. You know, you guys made it to the state championship game that year. Uh, got the runner-up there in Columbia. You know, talk a little bit about Alec as a, as a high school kid and just kind of how you saw his transition and when you knew he was special. <laughs> I knew he was special his junior year. Um, we're playing at home against Lee Summit West, and they were playing man-to-man, and then they, they changed into a zone. And the very first possession they had zone, Alec caught the ball on the wing and split the the forward and the guard on the side of the zone, split them, and went in and just dunked it, hammered it, dunked it right down on the center. <laughs> and and Alec had had some, like, breakaway dunks at that point uh-huh. and this and that. When he did that, it was like we're at a different level. Yeah. And then, you know, his whole senior year, uh, very high level, the – a lot of my coaching friends that that coach at other schools, they, because you know we didn't just have Alec, but what they said was it isn't fair because we really simplified our offense because basically what we did is we came down and we got into a high low, on this and we had the ball on the side opposite Alec, so Alec's man was either going to help on the high low, or Alec was going to shoot a three. Yeah. Does that sound like really, you know, complex offense? Yeah. But I, I've had several coaches say it just, you know, it just wasn't fair. You yeah, because you guys had a really good center that year, well, too. Well, Quantel Denson yeah. was 6'9", and yeah, so yeah. you're either going to give him a dunk 
or you're going to help on the dunk, and then Alex is going to, you know. Yeah. So, so it, it was Alec. Alec I, I just said Alex. Alec, um, <laughs> it made things pretty simple. But we, we, we weren't trying to get it into a half-court game anyway because we were pressing the whole time trying mm-hmm. to, to, get, to get it up and down. The thing about Alec is he, he was about my height his senior year, and I don't know exactly what he weighed, but 180 maybe. Yeah. I like his six six two thirty now, and it's all muscle. Mm-hmm. And he, so he, not everybody grows that much after high school, but but he did. I've got a picture. Uh, I don't think I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. Alec and Ronnie Boggs came back and visited when uh, I did some subbing. I subbed for they had that in American history when I was coaching at Central. They had one hour of American history that they didn't have covered, mm-hmm. so I would go in and take that. I took it for a whole year, and so, but I was basically a sub. But uh, they came in, visited me one in the class, and I went out in the hall. Martha Stevenson took the picture. She came up there with them. <laughs> By this time, this is like Alex' third year in the NBA, I guess. He was still at Utah, but. And we take the picture, and I got to looking at it later. And not only is Alec four inches taller than me, you know, and I'm not a small person. Yeah. And 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 you watch NBA games, and you look out there, and do and do this do do this for yourself when he's playing for Golden State. You get him out there, and he looks like a skinny. He still looks like a skinny little kid when he's in an NBA game. His shoulders are wider than mine. I have a, <laughs> I have photographical evidence of that yeah. I, in the picture, and I keep looking at that, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> That's and 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 when people ask about the NBA, I've always said this is that you have no idea of the size and the speed and the talent of the game in the NBA because it looks like easy, it looks like people are loafing, it looks like this, it looks that, but it's not that. It's yeah. it's these guys that are crazy at what they do, and uh, and so that's what that's what's happened with Alec. And then he just he hasn't been in in the best of of situations. A lot of the coaches he's played for, he's he's played for three different teams now. Now he's going to mm-hmm. his fourth. You know they've they've run half court sets and 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 Golden State runs half court sets too but they spread everything out so far and everything yeah. if they spread it out and Alec gets to drive then you'll see a show because you know he'll finish yeah. he'll and he and he's had that I I'm sure you guys have seen over the last 3 or 4 years you know every once in a while you see Alec with a just a thunderous finish with a dunk at the end but you just see it every once in a while I think we're about to see it more often when when he's when he's playing for Golden State, so I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, obviously with him being a Grandview guy, you know, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I've always kind of followed his career, you know, and, and always check out his highlights. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there have been those opportunities where he's, you know, really went in there and you're like, man, this kid can play. Well, see, yeah. the other thing about Golden State is on the other team's scouting report, yeah, Alex is probably the seventh guy they're worried about. Well, if you quit worrying about him, he's yeah. a, he's about getting ready to do something that you're not going to like if you quit worrying about him. So yeah. I, I'm 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 anxious to see how that looks. Yeah, it was funny. I was talking to um, Coach Hare this week, our basketball coach at East, and uh, we were talking. You know, I told him you were coming on the show, and he was. I guess they went to. I think he said they made it to the Final Four in state or something that year too in Kansas. Mm-hmm. 
and they were playing in the Hy-Vee shootout, and the guys had called them and were trying to set the matchups and everything, and they're like, well, who do you want to play? And he said, I don't want to play Grandview. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a Burks kid in that center. I don't, I don't want to see those guys. So Yeah. Well, the matchup, uh, Shamanad had Bradley Beal. Yeah, they had a, some pretty good dudes and, too, and they had they were all great athletes. But they and they played zone, and that slowed us down. And then they had this kid named Lockhart who ended up he was a D two player. He started for four years at Drury. That was their point guard. Mm -hmm. So between Beal and Lockhart, we couldn't speed them up from the press. We couldn't turn them over, and so we had to grind it out against the zone. And that's. Uh, you know, more power to Coach Lee, their coach. More power, more power to him because that's mm -hmm. if you had the the big studs inside to play the zone against us, which they did. You know, that was uh, that that was an unfortunate game because we basically the entire year we dictate. Well, we we had one loss in the Blue Springs tournament to Park Hill South, but except for that hiccup, we dictated the game to everybody else and made them and we sped them up and made them play, but. Couldn't, we couldn't do that in that final game. Yeah. So. I remember coming to watch, I don't know, a handful of games in the regular season and then, you know, went went down to Columbia for the championship game. And, you know, yeah, it was just – it was a different tempo than yeah. I had I had even seen, you know, in the games I had went to yeah. uh, well, for it, you guys, which so, is always tough. So that was hard. But, uh, you know, we I've gone back and looked at that game a few times, obviously. And uh, with the temp with them controlling the tempo, we still made some – errors along the way that if we would have cleaned them up that we'd have still been there but but uh you know it was a great season yeah it was, it was. there's still and like i said there's still people that that want me to <laughs> they want me to sit down and, and like draw out our press which you cannot do because it's not it's not yeah. draw, it's how you play more so than what you do and uh so it takes it takes a while yeah. and we're doing it gradually we're doing it more and more at least summer mm -hmm. and we've got some good athletes in our in both of our sophomore and junior classes and so that's so yeah and uh this is your third year over there yeah third year okay um so how do, how does uh how does this season look for you guys coming up um we were in a kind of a going young last year and now the youngsters are a year older but you know i've been through this at Grandview like four or five times where you yeah. bring those classes through and uh, this year will be good but uh, we will really have talent stacked up next year but this year will be good and we'll be, and we'll be better mm -hmm. uh, we play in a you know Staley is going to be really good Liberty has got a senior group so we play in a conference that's going to be tough but uh, I'm, I'm I've got high hopes for this year and and because we still we're we're young, but we're in the next stage of it. This is the type of team that gets better the whole season, and then in March we should be ready. Yeah, ready to be take another step. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah and that's that's kind of where I feel like we are with our football team at Shamish East this year. Last year was a heavy senior class, lost a bunch of guys. In in my this is my fifth year there. This is the team that can improve the most from week one to week ten. You know, whereas in years past, I felt like we were really good coming in, and there's not a lot of, you know, you're going to improve as you go, but not a lot of room for improvement. This group, I really feel like, because they're young guys, we, we got a chance to, to build some momentum here. 
And so it sounds like you're in a similar situation. Um, So, uh, you know, got to ask you about some, you know, the legendary Bud Lathrop over at Raytown South. Uh, You know, you guys had some battles over the years. Um, you know, how were some of those those basketball games and coaching against him? And Well, that was what, kind of what we were just talking about. He was always trying to, con- to control the tempo, and I was always trying to speed it up. And, um, I, th- I think uh, – I, I looked this up one time. I, I think I had five wins against Bud Lathrop. Now, that's usually – against most people, that's not something to brag about, but how many have you had? You yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. So that would probably mean my record was probably something like 5 and 15 against him. <laughs> but I, once we got it going, we always played them tough. We were always on their level. And it was always good to play them. You, do, you know now the Ray South-Grandview rivalry is just as hot as it was back then. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had that game back then where there was the bomb threat and we were playing over – were you still in school then, or had you? No, I, I think that was right it after was Ch- I left. It was yeah. Chucky Love, because I remember Charles Love, Chuck Love, that he's, he's the guy who is the women's assistant basketball coach at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom wasn't going to let him play. <laughs> and we all didn't have cell phones then, but somebody in the crowd had a flip phone, and we're warming up. And Chucky dressed out because he was just going to sit on the bench because his mom didn't want him to play because she was afraid somebody was going to shoot him from the stands or something because it was it was a bad situation. And so I, they, I'm standing at half court. I'm, I'm talking about Latham. Somebody says, Coach, you have a phone call. They brought me a flip phone. I probably never even had used a flip phone before. <laughs> and uh, I get on the phone, and it's his mother, and she's in tears, and she goes, Coach, will you promise that nothing is going to happen to him? And I said, I'll do my best. <laughs> so she let him play. But uh, we split with him, them that year, so I think we must have lost that game. We beat him at home, and we lost that game. But the games were always tough, and and uh, and that's how – you know, two years ago, Grandview and Ray South, who had split in the regular season in conference, met in the finals of state. Yeah. yeah. And then Grandview beat them in the finals of state. So that has bec- that rivalry has probably it's probably even more heated than it was then, but it was always fun to coach against Bud Latham because you know the you know he tried to control the tempo and if he was ahead with 4 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, he was going to hold the ball. <laughs> so you had to uh, he had this thing called Alley Cat that he ran. So you had to have a, had to have a way to guard that to make sure that he couldn't hold the ball. So it was always a challenge, but um, it was, it was fun. Always fun to coach against him. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Okay. Well, it's, it was my pleasure, and uh, time went by fast because you know, we had little, little stories here and there. And it was, it oh was yeah, fun. that's the best. It, it, was it always it always goes fast. Every week we're like, man, we could just keep this thing going all night. Yeah. Well, the can I tell one last? Oh, story? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this would be a good one to end on. The this is uh, St. Pius, okay, and we had gone to the Final Four the year before, and we won our sectional game. I think we played Osceola, and uh, I had sent my freshman coach to go scout. We didn't have huddle or anything back then. I sent my freshman coach to go scout Higginsville, and then we met afterwards, and uh, my other assistant coach, who's still there, Joe Monachino, who's the principal there now, the coach that I sent out named Bob Lee, who's still a teacher there, 
Bob Lee comes back. Joe and I are there, and, and we're talking about the game we just played and blah, blah, blah. Bob comes, sits down, and says, uh, so I say, well, what do you got? And Bob says, quote, unquote, we can't beat them. <laughs> what, what do you mean we can't beat them? They were, this is a 2A. It's called 2A back then. Today it would be called Class 2. They had a 6'9 center. They had a 6'4 guy out front. They played a 1-3-1 zone, and they had a 6'4 guy out front named Sidney Benton, who had already been All-State for two years, and he was going for being All-State the third year. Wow. <laughs> okay. Then they had long guys, 6'2 guys on the wings, and another 6'4 guy at the bottom of the 1-3-1. And he said, Bob Lee on the Skyport says, Coach, it's, you can't even make passes. They're just so tough defensively. I don't see how we can beat them. So I look at his notes and, and uh, think about it for a while. And then the next day we got a – I got a video from somebody. And we looked at the video and everything that he said was true. So before practice, we had two days to practice. It's, we're going to the quarterfinal game, and my scout says we can't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did – and, and I, I was actually talking to uh, uh, Blake Little about this yesterday – because uh, he was talking about well, what was the greatest game you ever coached at, at Grandview. And I said, well, probably the greatest game I ever coached wasn't at Grandview. Because what happened, and, and this sounds so odd, but remember, this is a team that couldn't, we couldn't dunk a ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have, but we were just really smart. So we play against a 1-3 zone, 1-3-1 zone. We bounce pass every single pass the whole game. <laughs> so that takes away the reach. They can't get to it, and they get frustrated. They foul. We make our free throws at the end. We beat them. We not only beat them, we beat them 70 to 60. We beat them by 10. <laughs> wow. And this was a team like the Las Vegas odds would have been we would have lost by, you know, 25. Yeah. And so uh, uh, still to this day, that that game brings a smile to my face, Probably even those big games that we were in and everything, because – we overcame so much in that game. So yeah, yeah no, that that's that's a great story. Um, you know, just about like coming up with a way. You know, yeah. when, when everybody else is like, "Hey, there's no way. I don't know what we can do." You know, and and you just find a way as yeah. a, as a head coach and and being the guy in charge, figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. You know, um, w- one more thing. Who who are some you know coaching the suburban conference? You know, it's it's tough. In football, it's tough every week. In basketball, it's tough every week. Who who are some some players that uh, you know stuck at, stick stick out to you over your years um, that were opponents? Well, the the young kid. I wish I could remember his first name. I can't remember, but the young kid at uh, Ray South was was really really hard to guard. Mm-hmm. And um, then you know, uh, I would say the whole t- a whole team. We played in in ten after we had the 0-9 team go to state. In ten, we were in the district finals at Rockhurst, mm-hmm. and uh, Quantel was a senior. He was a junior on that 0-9 team. He was a senior. We were down one, and we got the ball to him. And uh, oh, man, I, you, you're asking me these names, and I have trouble with these names. <laughs> uh, 
the kid he ended up starting for four years for Central Missouri. It was yeah. a Division two center, was their center. But we on our we had like three seconds. We inbounded it from the side, head out of bounds, straight to Quantel, and he goes up and that kid doesn't want to foul because it's a one point game. Yeah. So he just backs off and Quantel has a wide open one foot jump hook. And misses, oh. and misses it. So because he's probably expecting contact. And so and yeah, and, but and that kid had, and and, I, and I'm sorry, I can't come up with his name. But that kid had, those two had gone at each other the whole game. Yeah, and we had we had a chance to go pretty far in state that year. Our record wasn't as good that year. It was like 16, 11 or something. But Quantel missed six games with a with a. Uh, sprained ankle where the ligament had pulled away from the bone a little bit so he had it wasn't like a three-day sprained ankle it was three four weeks and he missed six games and and so uh, that's why our record wasn't as good but we we had a good team that year but and uh well the uh the kids at uh what was the big kid at uh Again, you know, I, I, I have to look at scouting reports to yeah. see these names. But the big kid at uh, Lee Summit North, we, we had a deal two, a couple years in a row where we'd beat them twice in the year. And, and then their coach, Coach McCabe, did a really nice job. And then they, two years in a row, they beat us in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And they had the big kid that killed us. He got, a, he got us in foul trouble in both those years. So, uh, But, uh, you know, the ta- we played a lot of talent. All the all the time, uh, the uh, <laughs> we we lost to Higginsville. Oh no, I said Higginsville. We lost to Harrisonville in a district, probably in about 2011. And they had a kid that started for Columbia College for three years, and then they had the kid that couldn't play because he had heart problems later on in college. But he's now one of the he trains. NBA guys, okay. Uh, and again, I, I, yeah, Harrisonville's had some good athletes yeah, come so, through there. Yeah, and so uh, the shocking. Well, we we actually had him beat. We were holding the ball. We were up five, and the ref called a five second count. But the guy, we didn't think the guy was close enough to us for the count. And you know, yeah, this and that happens. But we had a, uh, and then they came back and beat us. So, and we were holding the ball at TNT in the game because if they would have, <laughs> the kid that started it for. For three years at uh, Columbia College, had four fouls. If he had to come and foul us, he was guarding the guy. With, mm-hmm. He was guarding R.J. Leverett, who was our point guard during that period of time. If he had to come and foul him, he's out of the game, and then we're on the free throw line. But mm-hmm. that that didn't happen. But you know, it's it's hard for me to single out. It's hard for me to remember the names over all these years. But we, you know, there was always great players that, yeah. that we were going up against. So. I mean, it seems like you know that that level of competition in the suburban league just continues to go up every year. Yeah, it, it does, and and there's the coaching is really good, and uh, especially since Huddle has come up with the uh, I think it's called Huddle Plus, where they break down all the stats for yeah. you, and uh, so now people we as the staff I'm on now, as well as the staffs we play against, they know exactly what they need to take away, and it, it makes everything hard. I don't really like it because it makes it makes the games grind out, and that's not the kind of basketball I like. But that's why we're trying to get these athletes 
bunch together where we are and try to get to where we can press some to eliminate some of that grinding that goes mm-hmm. on. So that's yeah. Uh, huddle has has definitely been a game changer. You know, I mean, in football, I mean, I remember in 2003, my first year coaching. You know, you got you got one VHS tape. And you're all, you know, you got 14 <laughs> guys met, sitting around. You met Saturday it. morning at some parking lot and exchanged Yeah, exchanged the tape. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Huddle, obviously, you know, now. And, I mean, in basketball, you guys have less turnaround time than, than we do in well, football. Yeah, but Huddle, we had a game, I don't think, I think it was two years ago. We had a game where we had a Friday night game. We were in a tournament. We turned around and had like a noon game on Saturday. When we got in there in the morning, Huddle had broken it down and – a feature they have in basketball is they give you and this is about all we had time for because we were just going to get in get on a bus and go because you know the yeah turnaround. but they had bro- they had broken it down where they give you the the other team's 10 best offensive plays and the other the the 10 defensive things that they do and they had it broken down so all you got to do is watch those 20 things and you're ready to go yeah it's it's crazy and then I told the Steve Robertson, who was the he just mm-hmm. retired last yeah. year. Yeah, the he athletic, just retired. The yeah. athletic director at Green Valley. After I was at at uh, Lee Summit two months, the next time I saw him, I said, "You got to get Huddle because because it's not it's really not fair." Yeah. If if you're at a school that doesn't have the money to get that. And you're playing against the schools that do have the money to do that. It's not fair because it's I mean, it's such an advantage. So. Yeah, I mean, I know you know now. Like I get up Saturday morning seven ish, and you know I just pull out my iPad and I go through and I'm responsible for like three columns of data. This is how we have it divided up on our defensive staff, and so I go through and I do my three columns, and then I go back and and evaluate their offensive line and do all that other stuff that I normally would do, but, you know, then our defensive coordinator, once everybody has their data in, typically by noon, he runs the reports, and we get their five best formations, five best offensive plays, I mean, all that stuff, and it's like, okay, this is what we're going to focus on this week, because, you know, I mean, you know as a coach, you can't take away everything. You got to pick, you know, hey, I'm going to take away their five best things, or their two best things, whatever it is. You got to take away what they do best, or try to. And and Johnny wouldn't won nine national championships at UCLA and he never scouted the opponent. <laughs> he yeah, said, he said let's be that. let's be worried about what we do. That's of course funny. when you have Lou Alcindor who's now Kareem Abdul Jabbar yeah. and and the cast of of players that he had that made that a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. when he was focused on recruiting all those dudes, yeah, yeah that, that yeah. made it a lot easier. But uh hey this was fantastic. Thanks thanks again for coming in. This was a lot of fun. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, we'll take a short break, and then we'll be back with our power rankings. Van life has been defined as the continuous, everlasting void of living in a van. And if van life is calling you, then you should check out vanduit.com. Vanduit can be used as a primary vehicle with seven passenger seating, convertible to a camper van, 
or anywhere in between. Go ahead, give our site and blog a gander. We assure you, it's going to make you say, you Van Do It. 816-944-2229 or check us out at vandoit.com. I'm Johnny Coy, head coach of the St. Joe Mustangs. If you're looking for professional quality, customized wood bat for your baseball player, Walk Off Wood Bat Company is the place to go. All bats are made with prime quality wood, and the options for customization are endless. Gamers, fungos, training bats, they have them all. The Mustangs are excited to have Walk Off Wood as our official bat supplier this season. If we trust our players to swing Walk Off Wood, you should too. Go online and order today. Van life has been defined as the continuous, everlasting void of living in a van. And if van life is calling you, then you should check out vanduit.com. Vanduit can be used as a primary vehicle with seven passenger seating, convertible to a camper van, or anywhere in between. Go ahead, give our site and blog a gander. We assure you, it's going to make you say, you, Vanduit. 816-944-2229. Or check us out at vanduit.com. I'm Gary. And this is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you. Man, what, what another uh, great interview there with uh, Coach Ferris uh, from now Lee Summit High School. But we know him from Grandview. And that's a guy that probably has a million more stories to tell. Oh, yeah. I think he could have kept – he probably could have kept going for another two hours or so, you know. Easily. He's got a lot of – all the years and, and just coaching and – I was more than happy just to kind of let him go and, and let him talk about it, man. It was, it was really it's – a, it's a rich history that he's involved with. So, very cool to have him on the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, moving on to a little college football this last weekend. The Iowa Hawkeyes did defeat the Iowa State Cyclones, which yeah. I, I believe I said that was going to happen. I think, I think I said that last week, didn't I? You called it. What was the score you called? Uh, I think I said they'd win by a touchdown, which they won by one. I think I said like twenty four seventeen. You you want me to V call Josh? Nah, <laughs> nah. Well, uh, I was gonna let Josh give me a little, you know, little yeah. kick in the back or something. Oh yeah, no, maybe uh, maybe another week. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the game was great. There was actually a. It's still going. Yeah, a guy that put up a sign. <laughs> That said, uh, Venmo money for Bush Light. There you go. And there, there you see it. He put it up on College Game Day, which was live from Ames, Iowa. And he actually got $36,000, it says there. And he donated it to charity instead of spending it on beer. Well, you know, and uh, Iowa people, as we said, are great, right? They are. They're fantastic. And originally it started out his friends were just, you know, donating $400. Or four, like he got up to $400. Yeah, and then it started growing, and it finally got up to like nineteen, nineteen, one thousand nine hundred dollars. And he uh, 
tweeted it out. Okay, here's what I'm really going to do with the money. And then it just blew up. And you can read the story. Uh, I found that uh, if you go to Tom Van, Van uh, Haren, H-A-V-A-N-H-A-R-E-N, an ESPN staff writer, you can uh, read about the story. But unbelievable how things just spur of the moment pop up. And, you know, uh, th that was like the longest. It was like your game this week, the longest game. I mean, your first yeah. quarter at Shawnee Mission East game was 20 hours. Yeah, exactly. How, how long was the first half or quarter in, in that game? It, it started to what? What time did the game start? Uh, three o'clock, our time, Central Time. What, what time did it end? See, I don't even know because, <laughs> I, and I was a little frustrated my, my, myself because I had told my daughter I would take her and a friend to the movies that evening, right? So did you, you know, ruin their plans? No, I did not. Okay, because, good dad. All right, let's. Let, yeah, there we go. Because. You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they go into that first weather delay, and I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. Well, we had already bought tickets for a 7.30 movie. I'm thinking the game starts at 3 o'clock. We live 10 minutes from the theater. No problem. 7.30 movie. No problem, right? Well, then the second weather delay hits. And I find out they're going to restart the game about 6.50. Start getting shaky? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, well. Did you need a, you need a highball? Uh, I needed something, but uh, but no, I did fulfill my commitment to my daughter and took her and her friend to see it too, chapter two. I How hadn't even it? seen the first one. I I didn't enjoy it, but I'm not a fan of horror movies personally. But my daughter, <laughs> my daughter and her friend liked it. I liked so. the first one a lot. Did you? I've never seen it. I haven't seen yeah. the second one. The first one's really cool. I thought the TV one was pretty cool too. Yeah, my, my daughter and her friend enjoyed it, and that's what's important in life, right? My, my, my familiarity with the, the It title is from uh, um, The Munsters. Yeah, there you go. It in The Munsters? Yeah. You guys are young. I'm, all, I'm, lo I'm totally lost on that. I know Munsters, but I don't know who is it. Was it? No, that's, I'm thinking Adam's Family. Oh, Adam's Family is what it was. Yeah, not Munsters. Adam's, Adam's Family is the hand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I see, I'm getting old. And I there's a new, and there's a new, uh, there's a new Adam's Family coming out, by the way. Oh, yeah, there is. A little, thing. anyway, so I did my dad duty. Hey, Gary, so yeah. I did not see the pretty much entire Iowa Iowa State game. Right now, I, right now I was losing seven to three. Well, they're not actually because it's already over. They won eighteen seventeen. So I was right on Iowa State only scoring seventeen. Well, it is on right now though. Yeah, it is. It is on here in the studio, Vegas and we're watching pretty, it. Vegas is pretty right on. Yeah, I took Iowa minus two, and it's not a bad bet. I mean, really not. Oh, I told you that when you texted me. You're like, yeah, I was like, that's a good bet. It's gonna be a good game. And you're like, I know. <laughs> I didn't want it to be a good game. I wanted I would have whoop them. Blow them out. Yeah. They, they, they played really anyway, tough. Anyway, so, so. I, I do need to, um, next time I see Tyler, give him a hard time about that. By the way, follow him. You can tweet him at Tyler Mikes, T-Y-L-E-R-M-I-C-S, and tell him how much Iowa State sucks. Perfect. <laughs> hey, what about them Jayhawks? I'll tell you how many people were off the – how many people are off, like off the Les Miles bandwagon after the junior college lost two 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 games ago? Now, how many how many tickets were sold for this upcoming game? Oh, it'll be packed out there this weekend. Who they who they play this weekend? I don't know, but it'll be packed. Are they starting Big Twelve play yet? I don't think so. I think they got one more. Packed out house. They're gonna win. Who you know they who play? they play, Jim? Oh, you. Oh crap! No, it's not OU. Is it, West, is it West Virginia this week? Oh, they might be. They might be West Virginia. Yeah, 
Western, yeah, I mean, there's there's still some chances there, Gary. Carlo. Oh, West Virginia, huh? They got a shot. I don't know what the they line do. is. They got a shot. They got a shot. They and do. You know, Mizzou put the hurt. The it is West Virginia this dudes. week. Yeah. All right. West Virginia oh, no, no, and no, Kansas. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. No. It is. Um, uh, it's hard for me to keep up with the teams I like because I'm always trying to keep up with the games we're doing or yeah. Yeah. scores in high school. But yeah. So uh, right now the score of the West Virginia KU game is zero. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Zero. Started zero. Just say so, so, Missouri put a beating on those dudes. So can't, come on, Kansas. You guys yeah. got the Kansas KU has the same record as Missouri right now, which is very impressive. It is. It so, is. So two and one. So right. So yeah, speaking of, okay. Here, here, here's the rest of their schedule, real quick. West Virginia this week. Maybe at TCU. May uh, no. Uh, Oklahoma no. at Kansas. No. Wouldn't, no. wouldn't that be weird? They're that, gonna. K, KU Oklahoma, has KU has had some really good games with some top teams no. over the last couple of years. It's been a close game. On Oklahoma beats them by 30. I know, but I'm just saying. It's fun. Easy. Jalen Hurts is Heisman. Then, then at Texas. No. Then Texas no. Tech comes into Kansas. No. K-State, Kansas. K-State's looking good, too. They hey, got a road did, SEC win. Uh, Herb Street had KU as the uh, best, most improved or something. I did see that. Big, biggest uh, game of the week. number five. So uh, then Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and finish up with Baylor at home. All right. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, maybe. I still think I still think they don't get that fourth win. I still think they stop at three. Do we even talk about Missouri this week? I mean, they, they played. played uh, they played I mean, Southeast. I mean, it was, uh, Missouri. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, put a, we'll put moving up. on to high school football here in the area, I want to give a shout out to Park Hill South. Over, they beat St. Joe Central on the Midwest Mike's game of the week last week. Tyler was out there, had another uh, great night of coverage, as well as so did the U. Uclick TV was out there broadcasting the game. Also, um, Matt Suchanik, and I hope I'm saying that name right, from Park Hill South High School was the player of the game for that team. And Quentin Trotter from St. Joe Central was the player of the game for them. Uh, was it? Who, who I can't remember. Did you see the 99-yard touchdown return highlight I put yeah, out? The, yeah, the return. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, that was a botched, a botched play. I mean, it was a fumbled kind of uh, catch. And if that doesn't happen, that doesn't that run doesn't. You know, those kind yeah. of plays yeah. either go really big for you or really big against you, meaning, okay, I, I, I fumbled it around now, and it ends up in the hands of, um, you know, the, the – the kickoff team, and then it's a touchdown. But it went the other way, 99 yards. Really the only offense Central and Coach Trotter had. But still working, still building. I, I got yeah. faith in Trotter. I just, you know. I do too. I, just I, I think he has that program headed in the right direction. I just think they were a little overmatched that night. And, uh, you know, don't, don't lose faith. Just I hate to steal a cliche right now, <laughs> but trust the process. Because Coach, Coach Trotter, All and right. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to say that, not, not, nothing bad about Coach Wilmus either. I mean, Coach Wilmus did a great job. He's done a great job taking over Park Hill South first year. Those guys are 2-1 and one, and, you know, a chance to win another game this week. Yeah, it was it was a good week. Uh, you know, our games on the U weren't that grand, but uh, you're going to have that when you – you know, we're, we're trying to cover different teams for different reasons than a lot of people out there. And, yeah. And, so, you know, everybody deserves a, a little attention. 
Yeah, they for do. Sure. They do. And that's one reason why, you know, the you, you pick the games you do for uclicktv.com. And we pick the games we do for Midwest Mike's uh, game of the week. We think alike because we don't even talk about it. We don't. I mean, I shoot wow. you a text. What was it? Late Sunday evening, and I'm like, "Wow, I'm thinking about doing that game." But mine was because we hired a guy that is a grad graduate from Mill Valley. Yeah, I don't know what yours was. Yeah, no, we we just looking at the games, and we wanted to do a Kansas game this week because we did a Missouri game last week. We're trying to bounce back and forth. You know, and we don't have the ability to cover multiple games like the U. We don't have the uh, the budget, so really, to speak. Really, 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 Austin's tipping me off. Oh yeah, is he? He's tipping me off. Yeah. No, so I sent you a text. And yep. So the the game that we chose, and it will also be broadcast on the U, is Bishop Miege at Mill Valley. Bishop Miege being two and zero. Mill Valley is one and one. An early season unexpected loss for them. But I really feel like that's going to be a good football game, and you can watch the entire game at uclicktv.com or from any, any Amazon, Roku device, yeah. uh, you know, Apple TV, all those things. And you can also check out highlights uh, you know, on the uh, Uclick TV Twitter, Facebook, all those things. And then Tyler on our Snapchat, which is under Midwest Mike's, We'll have interviews post-game with each coach and player of the game from each side. It's going to be a really, really good game. Friend of the show, Coach yeah. Holmes, uh, and B Bishop Miege being 2-0. and I mean. Both coaches have been on the that's show. That's not a surprise. And, done, and been great. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you've got to love the coach over Miege. I mean, an alma mater, just all-around yep. Miege guy. He's the I, guy. I, I, the only way I think he'll leave there is if he's dismissed. I think, and this is just me talking, you know, I, I think that if Rockhurst made the right offer, he would go. It's tough. It's but it would be tough. But, yeah, if Rockhurst made the right offer, he'd think about it. Um, um, but, anyway, Bishop Miege at Mill Valley, Midwest Mike's Game of the Week, hashtag Midwest Mike's G-O-W to talk about that on Twitter. We want to wow. hear what the fans think, and so tweet that out, get that trending. And, you know, Tyler will be out there. Maybe even uh, talk to some fans of either school and get them on our Snapchat and give them a shout-out. Does he have his uh, – What was that? Does he have his uh, – <laughs> yeah. Does he oh, have his shirt? Oh, tired. Does he have his Midwest Mike shirt? He does not Look yet. Look for him in his Midwest Mike shirt. He does not have it yet. Yeah, buy one, dude. I don't – I'm not buying yeah, one. No, I already got I'm one. I'm paying for two houses right now. I know. Tyler said he was going <laughs> to buy right. one, and then he All hasn't. Right, you're but off anyway. the hook. <laughs> anyway, um, Tyler is doing a, a fantastic job in his coverage of these high school games yeah, for it's us. It's kind of cool watching on Snapchat. It That's is. Like it is. Like, I enjoy it. All right. Um, yeah, what's cool. Snapchat? Snapchat. On, it is man. an app. All right. You know. Anyway. 2015. Uh, Joel Appleby, who is the head coach at uh, Mill Valley, his athletic director sent us a quote from him about them being selected. So I'm going to read this. This is the direct quote Excuse me, from Joel Appleby. It says, We are honored that Mill Valley has been selected in the Midwest Mike's Game of the Week. We are excited for another tough EKL opponent in Bishop Mies. We want to thank all the guys from Midwest Mike's and what they do to promote high school athletics. End quote. So thank wow, you, Coach cool. Appleby, for taking the time to send us that. I did talk to Coach Holmes uh, earlier in the week, you know, friend of the show, like I said. Yep. So I don't have an exact quote, but he said that he's excited for the game and he hopes they can just keep things rolling. 
I think they will. Well, I think and, they will too. We'll and see. Also, uh, last week uh, we had, we had a couple of new guys debut on the U. Uh, Brandon Mintz, which is like I said, is a graduate of Mill Valley, um, and then um, Jimmy Chavez, which voice of the Lady Jayhawks. Uh, yeah. Did Keller last week, so he'll debut with his play-by-play. Just kind of wanted to get him out there, um, kind of see what we did. We already had things set, so this week he'll he'll debut his play-by-play duties on the U with the with Miege and Mill Valley. Which you know, hey, it, it's nice to find really good guys that know how to call a really good game. Yeah, I, it, makes I have, it, it makes it more enjoyable for the viewer. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've listened to Tyler do play-by-play on our. Um, our games from Shawnee Mission oh, East. Tyler Jones. Yeah, Tyler Jones. Yeah. And uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't enjoyed our game because we got beat, but, I mean, <laughs> I've enjoyed his play-by-play. Oh, he's, yeah, he's he does a good job. He does. And, you know, of course, Jimmy Chavez, you know, he's he's a he, he's a veteran. He's, he's got mm-hmm. a little more time, a little more season. So different styles. Uh, but you know what? I always say if you're doing play-by-play, don't try and beat somebody else. Yeah, be There's yourself. only one Dick Vitale, right? Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. I, I, those guys that try and do Dick Vitale just really kill me. I just want to turn it off. Yeah, there's like, only one like guy the vo- that can be like obnoxious. The, vo- the voice, like here you go, you know, you're diaper like, dandy. You're like, all right, man, there you go. Yeah, cool. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you you click TV is going to have four games this weekend: two Kansas, two Missouri games. I think they're going to be good too. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about Bishop Miege at Mill Valley is one, which uh, Tyler will also be at. For Midwest Mike's, yeah, very cool. Uh, Lawrence at Gardner, who both two and O teams. It's gonna be an interesting game. It'll be an interesting game. I would pick Gardner in that, as we have lost to both those teams. I think Gardner was the better team. Yeah, I think so too. Of those too. two, and and that's not a knock on Lawrence. No. I mean, they beat us fair and square, but uh, I just it took think a little Gardner, longer for Gar- for Lawrence to to knock on the door than Gardner would. Yeah, a um, few more athletes out there. They do. They do. Plus uh, Bubba. Bub, they, they, got, they got the Bubba charm uh, going right on. now. St. Uh, <laughs> St. Pius. St. Pius the 10th at Maryville. Uh, another good game. I think that's going to represent – could represent the MEC. I, I just don't think Lafayette is as good this year. Mm-hmm. I th- I, I've seen some of Pius's scores. Um, so I, I think it's a must win for Pius. I think if, it's a, if, if Pius wins that, I think the pressure's on Lafayette because – you know they haven't they haven't played Maryville or Pius yet. Of course, Pius very new into the MEC as of last year. So last year they you know they they had that game at home. Now they got to go on the road and win at, at the dog pound, as they say in Maryville, Missouri. And you know if you you know you see the sign tough. behind you, they know how to win. Yeah. Coach Coach Rick Byers over there. You know I I have met him through the the coaching circuit Great several guy. times. Great guy, absolutely fantastic. I have never met a person that has said anything negative about Coach Byers. Nope. And what he has done at St. Pius o- over his tenure there is fantastic. How did he get Tim Grunhart to come out and coach? You know, that that's what yeah, started Tim's that, coaching That is career. what started. And, and not only did it start Tim Grunhart, but it started DJ Patel, another friend of the show, as an assistant O-line coach under Tim Grunhart. So, and, and I the mean, tree. We could, the, it's the coaching nice, tree nice for Rick Byers say, that's is nice, amazing. That's a nice yeah. staff. It is. Um, How are we going to get – your career jump started, Austin, in coaching. There you go. I'm his assistant. I bring him water. Yeah. I actually tried to get him to be an assistant long ago back in the day at, at when I was at Granby Middle School, and just the paperwork stuff took too long. It, yeah, it ended yeah, up being a disaster. But um, Then the last game, not not la- or not or least, but last, is Chillicothe at Cameron. 
Yeah, another and, important game for you as you know the U has really been based out of Chillicothe for a long time. Yeah, it has. We we started off in Chillicothe and then traveled down to St. Joe, been up to Car- uh, Kirksville, um, been all over 36 Highway. Up over the years, we made it back home. I'm a Kansas City guy, um, and started covering a lot of stuff north of the river. But I'll tell you the interesting thing there is uh, Jeff Wallace, which was uh, a coach at Central four or five coaches ago and it's been in as many years almost i think mm-hmm. i think there's one more year than coaches um left and didn't do much for two years ended up i can't remember what small school did really well there cameron has really had they haven't won a game i don't think in two years something like that wow it's, I, it's been a while i can't i can't hold me the, yeah started off the year two and oh ended up facing who was it last week um uh, I think it was – was it Mary? I can't remember. But they, they didn't win that game, and um, it, it was Pius, I believe. Okay. And so, you know, back to 2-1, and one, Chillicothe 2-1. and one. Uh, Chillicothe uh, had to face Maryville last week and kind of just didn't work out. And uh, and so this ought to be a good game to watch, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I would think so. You know, Coach uh, Rulo in his second year, and you guys – I've heard a lot of coaches yeah. come in here and see my Hornet jersey and just yeah, a lot of coaches coach have Tim spoke Rulo. highly of him. Yeah, yeah. I've never personally met him, but uh, a lot of coaches that that we interviewed this summer for the Suburban Preview, yep. two class the Red coaches Zone show. in that game, so, yeah, and two guys trying to teach and grow a program. But um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun week. Um, a lot of games out there to cover. I mean, I don't know how many high schools are in the the what they call the Greater Kansas City Coaches Association. A ton. And, and basically, I know how basketball does it. Wherever they throw the star is where the their boundaries are. Yeah. So, so yeah, we uh, – Simon Schneese, we play Olathe Northwest tomorrow night. Today's Wednesday as we're recording this. So, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Oh, it's we, a Thursday night game? Thursday night game this week. Yeah, we play. You come do it? Um, no, uh, <laughs> I've been banned. Yeah, we we have not had good luck with being live. Has the head U. coach said that, or, or is it? No, Justin Hoover has not commented on us being on the U. But me as the D line coach, I, uh, I may come out tomorrow, and if if things aren't going well, I'll leave, and we'll see how there you go. We'll test Maybe. the waters if you're. We'll be out at uh, the Seaback <laughs> College Austin, Boulevard Athletic Complex. Huh? What are you doing tomorrow night? I ain't going to that game. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out with my family. Yeah. Bring your family out. It's a family event. Made a little hot for that. Huh? We'll see. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's we'll, supposed to be we'll nice. See. We'll see. Anyway. Last night to I'm going to watch it on the U. No, it's no, not going to be on I, the U. I'm banned. He says he's bringing it out. He says no, no, I'm going to come out. Oh, okay. Watch. Just yeah. See, no. See if <laughs> I am. Uh, come on. Yeah. No. So, uh, do you want us to go to break or just keep going? I, no, I was going to say I went out to the uh, Kansas City uh, Roos ladies' soccer game last night, and I'd never been to a D1 level girls' soccer game or a D1 level boys' soccer game. Fun stuff, man. Really? Uh, I mean, I, that is. I, I know you know there's not a lot of scoring, but I'll tell you, slide tackles and. I think the girls' soccer is probably more aggressive than the boys. A lot of times you'll see boys standing <laughs> around in, in, in certain sports, basketball, yeah. soccer. But I tell you what, those girls are fast, quick. Well, I, I met their coach a few weeks ago here in, in the studio when I was in here on a Friday, and great guy. But I've been banned from there, I think, too. They lost their first home game in a while last Ooh. night. So, and I yeah. was there. Oh, shoot. That's my school, UMKC. My wife's and my yeah. daughter both went there. So. Yeah, there my you go. My daughter's still going there. Good All stuff. Right. She's a fifth-year senior. 
You got a college student and two houses. No Man. And then a sophomore East. Big money. Sophomore at Shawnee Mission East. That's fantastic. You know what? I will say this about your game last week. I am darn glad I went and uh, videoed the Lancer Day Parade. Yeah, because you got to fill in some time with that, I saw. <laughs> my, my wife actually uh, stayed home, you know, because Sophie was still not at 100%. So my wife got to stay home, and, and you broadcasting the game on the U allowed her to watch it and know that I was not going to be in a good mood when I got home <laughs> that Friday evening. Yeah. Well, that, but that, that, that was great to have that for filler. And I, I will say this real quick about – um, that you know, coming we've been in you know moved from Chil- from here to Chillicothe about eleven years ago and got used to the small town feel, parades and everything. And I didn't even think there was any really school in Kansas City that would have a parade for homecoming. More or less, let's kick off the fall sports season with a parade, and it was really cool. You should. Why weren't you in the parade? Well, so my first year, I went to the Lancer Day parade. And, you know, rode the float, did the deal and everything. And and after that, I kind of was like, okay, I experienced it, and I'm good now. So (laughs) I get there before all the – No, you should should be – You should get the Uber guy. (laughs) (laughs) I get there before the parade. Wait, hold on a second. Uh. I get get there before the parade parade stuff starts and, and it's great for the kids it's great for the school it's great for the city i love it i have nothing against it, the lancer really day parade neat, though it is it yeah. is it's like and, a small town feel in the big city everyone should experience it but like i said i experienced it i enjoyed it he but good. Hey, I, hey, I don't need it i don't need it again i'm good I, I can see it now hey uber guy can we get there early we got to decorate your yeah, decorate truck. Yeah. car for the parade yeah. he's like <laughs> we decorate the, the whole time like yeah it's like yeah, oh, yeah. All right, i'm good <laughs> No, but yeah. Anyway, so do you want us to go to break, or you want us to just go ahead and go with the clothes? Go with the clothes. All right. So let's jump right into our power rankings for the week. Um, last week I went first every time, so this week you're going first every time. All right. Who you got at we'll, number ten? We'll roll these through pretty quick. Uh, number ten, I got Minnesota Vikings. Boom. Uh, a game really good. Um, they they uh, they're one one. Not so good. They're one and one. Um, you know. So, Vikings, 10. There you go. Uh, I have Houston at number 10. Last week, they were not ranked for me. Um, but, uh, you know, a win this week, one one They barely lost to New Orleans. So, Houston, number 10. New Orleans. Oh, uh, no, no. They almost they barely they lost. They barely lost to New Orleans week one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then week two, they won. So, one one Indy? Uh, Indy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, number Division nine. Division win. Number nine, Chi-Town Bears. Ooh. One and one. Really, really good defense. Maybe the best in the NFL. Uh, real, I mean, the thing about Chicago is their, their head coach is an offensive guy, so Trubisky will get going. They're going to be just fine on offense. Not Trubisky gonna... will not get going. Chase Daniel will be the starter by week eight. Oof. Hey, if I'm me, that's a Mizzou dude. Uh, either, way, either way, they're going to get their offense going. Let's just say that. Nagy's a really good offensive mind, learning from Andy Reid. Um, so and their defense is sick. So, Bears number nine. All right, number nine for me. Your two and zero Buffalo Bills. Two and zero, man. Two wins. <laughs> How are you gonna argue with that? Two and zero, baby. Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia. Shout out. I'm happy for them. Okay, number eight. Uh, number eight, Philly Eagles. 
I uh, still would like the squad. Uh, Carson Wentz, I still think is the top. I mean, he's uh, you know, he's not healthy, think. bro. He'd be fine. I said I said he was going to get hurt at the beginning of the year, uh, but Eagles are banged up regardless. Uh, but one on one, I still think they're a really good team, and I'll go Philly. All right, um, number eight, I have the Seattle Seahawks, also two and zero. Yep, they did not start the year in my power rankings at all. They've won two games though, and I'm, I mean, Pete Carroll is always going to have a good team, and yep. they're doing more than expected this year. So they are Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, we're on to that. So my seven's the Seattle Seahawks. Same reasons. Pete Carroll, really good team. They play solid defense. Russell Wilson's a dynamic quarterback. Um, Lockett's a good receiver. They have a, they just have a nice little little built team. Um, you know, I still, they're not going to win the division. Uh, they got a shot for wild card. Yeah. Uh, number seven for me is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, 2-0. and You know, they struggled week one against a tough Bears defense. But they are 2-0. and And you got Aaron Rodgers. You know, and uh, your probability of getting into the playoffs at 2-0 and is much stronger than at 1-1. and He looked really good on on. Sunday against that was like the that was the game I watched before the Chiefs game, and I thought he looked really good against Minnesota, who I think actually has a, a pretty decent defense. Yeah. He's played but, two good defenses and they're two and up. Yeah, he looks good. I think Rod, I thought Rodgers looked good uh, just all the way around. So uh, where are we at six? Six. Yeah. So I'll, I'll keep that going. I was leading into that. So my six is Packers. Um, I really liked. I mean, I think the cool thing to see Rodgers do was against a very elite defense with Chicago. Um, he did what he had to do to get the W. Um, you know, just just doing what he had to do, and and because you'll see that you can't get in rhythm sometimes against these really really good defenses. And so he did what he had to do to make the game work, and and then got the win. And then last week against uh, Minnesota, uh, thought he looked really good, really good actually. So uh, my six is the Packers. My six is the L.A. Rams, up one from number seven last week. Again, two and zero. Oh. They beat the Saints this week. Which you know, Saints are without Drew Brees now for about four to six weeks. Let Brees get hurt uh, early in the game. I had him. I started him in two fantasy leagues. He got uh, half a point. Yeah, that's so. I did not win in those two leagues, (laughs) but I only lost by five points in both of those games. So I have to think if Brees played. I no, that's not. But you would have won. won. Yeah, I still won. But he did. I still won this week. I started freaking. So yeah, number six. Uh, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Number five for you. Five, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, too low. No, they're not too low. Lamar Jackson is their quarterback. Yeah. Who is a He's running back. Up. He is a running back. Really? He threw four touchdowns week one. Against who? Or five touchdowns. Against who? Against Miami, a yeah. team in the NFL. Okay. That's good. He He's going to have not – here we go. This week – Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson against Kansas City. Uh, yeah, he might throw three touch, two, three touchdowns. Yeah, remember our defense was like the worst in the league last year, uh, so he might get through. He ain't getting four. He's not getting five. Um, who did they beat this week? Who did he beat this week? Oh, uh, Arizona, and they beat. So they beat Miami and Arizona, Baltimore, and and I'm not counting those wins. Ain't I mean? I'll, I'll tell you this. Arizona sucks. Miami, I'll tell you this. Tweet Miami us. Sucks. Tweet us at Midwest Mike's. How many touchdowns is Lamar Jackson going to throw against the Chiefs this weekend? It's three. 
three. So let, let's just even do that. You tweet us over or under or post on our Facebook page over or under three touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. He gets three touchdowns. He, he and probably, that's, that's through the air or is that, does that count him no, running? No, it's three through the air. He probably gets one on the ground. So you're saying over, under, total four touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. That's fine. They can so score, your they number can, five, your number five was Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore number five. Uh, number five for me is the San Francisco 49ers, up one from six. Again, another two and zero team undefeated, and I picked them to win that division. And I am totally riding the Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo train right now. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. So number four for you. Uh, number four for me is Dallas Cowboys. Uh, How about them Cowboys? They look pretty. Hey, they look pretty good. Yeah. You guys and like you guys like my new hat here, brand new sideline edition. There you good. go. There it is. There's the cup. I'm talking to a cup now. Yeah. Uh, four and a half Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that was Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. It's got my name yeah, on the back. That's his name. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a wedding gift from our buddy. I got a Chiefs one. He got a Cowboys. wedding gift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, go, uh, number four. All the same reason we talked about Dax. Uh, Dax playing really, really well. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is actually playing all right. He's playing all right. Dax really actually leading that team right now for me. Uh, defense is kind of stepping up. Um, uh, I don't think they've had a complete test yet. Um, the teams they played, not great. Not terrible. So, like, you know, good. But we know for a fact how good they are. Really, really good team. Um, so I'll go with number four, Cowboys. I also have the Cowboys at number four for all the reasons you said. I mean, Zeke's doing a great job. Dak Prescott is playing out of his mind. I would say definitely start Dak this week in fantasy. Yeah, I started him last week in a couple leagues, and it, it paid off. Yeah, Dak's, Dak's a really good quarterback. Yeah. So number three. Three for me, Los Angeles Rams. Wrong. Uh, they're the complete package. They're number six, bro. <laughs> all right, Okay. They're the complete package. Uh, <laughs> they got defense. They got offense. They got receiver core. You know, maybe they got cheerleaders. They got good cheerleaders. Great cheerleaders. Do they? They have. Uh, I mean, they <laughs> is got there any hot women in L.A.? I don't know. I don't know. I well, I know. No, only, there's only one hot woman, and she lives in right here in Raymore, Missouri. No, so uh, L.A. Rams number three. Uh, like every single thing about this organization, top to bottom. Uh, they're playing really high level right now. Big, big win against the Saints. Uh, even without Breeze, Bridgewater is still capable. Uh, it's a huge win. And one reason I, I still count that win higher is because it is against the Saints. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.